0: welcome everybody to the anime lounge podcast i'm matt one of your co-hosts alongside with lance and today we have a special guest my cousin ben ben can you give us a little introduction to yourself maybe something what got you into anime some of your favorite ones so i'm
1: ben matt you're the one that got me into anime along with your brother nick started out with like dot hack sign oh my god dot hack (laughs)
2: sign
0: that's fucking forever ago super classic roni
1: kenshin Uh, all that fun stuff and i've been corrupted ever since
0: Probably some Dragon Ball Z so, mixed in there.
1: Yeah, tsunami kind of stuff.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah don't swim. That's typically what gets everybody
1: in. Stay up until like two or three in the morning.
0: Yep. We did do that? What are you talking about? We were good teenagers. Yeah,
1: just like we didn't sneak <laughs> off and get candy out of the cupboard. Yeah, no, no. Never <laughs> never did those things either. Candy. <sighs> Nerd's rope at two in the morning is the best.
2: So uh what's some of your top favorite anime?
1: Uh probably Naruto, ReZero, and Konosuba. But, yeah, Naruto is definitely the biggest one I keep going back to. All
0: right, Yeah, I know you like to get your nephew and oh, involved yeah. in that. He
1: absolutely loves Naruto, and I could not be happier. It <laughs> little, he's my little weeb. But, unfortunately, he, he likes Sasuke over Naruto, so I might have to dock points.
2: <laughs> okay, I've only seen, like, half of season one, and... All I can say is, I don't know, Sasuke's got that, like, emo, like, I'm cooler than edgy. Yuga. edgy. He's got the edginess to him, so he's got my interest. God. I can't... <laughs> I can't go any further than that, because I've only seen, like, half of season one, so... He's Lance. My, my opinion doesn't really go.
1: Well, <laughs> good thing that he doesn't change his personality much, so you've got it spot on. Okay.
0: So no character development. Got no it. character development. Oh, no,
1: there is, but very, very
0: minor. Right. But before we continue, we always like to start every episode with an adult beverage of choice. And today, Lance and I are drinking Old Fashions with some Journeyman's Distillery Featherbone Bourbon Whiskey. That was something I convinced my parents to bring back to me when they were up in Michigan because it's a local distillery out of Michigan. So just a little something. Every time I go places, I like to get something a little more local.
1: And I'm not much of an alcohol drinker, so I got a G Fuel energy drink to keep me awake
0: and that's okay no pressure to drink everybody does their own thing more than welcome to do whatever makes you happy so matt do
2: you have a synopsis
0: all right so kimono jihen is a 12 episode anime about a 13 year old half cool half human hybrid who was abandoned as a child the only thing his parents left behind was a lifestone that he carries with him at all times he runs into a detective named mr inugaune asking if kabane wants to find his parents kabane learns about kimonos in his search for his parents and you just kind of run down that path of him searching for his parents all right lance can you give us a lance's lessons before we really get started into this episode
2: Today's Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for fox, and that is Kitsune. That is K-I-T-S-U-N-E, which is quite fitting today because we have three characters as far as season one goes that has fox-like characters, and Kitsune is also in many other anime that you might recognize, but it's going to be good enough for today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those, if you watch a lot of subbed anime, you're going to be like, oh, that's what that means. I always like getting those reference points down. Right. Lance, do you have a favorite character in this one?
2: Yeah, I've kind of been jumping a little bit back and forth between two. Um, And usually, I I know I've said this in the past, and I, I don't like choosing the main character as my favorite character. But at this point, I am super like invested in Kabane as my favorite character. I like, not just like, but like, his anti-socialness is super funny to me. Like, every time... He has an interaction with another person that's not like normal to his like farm, his original lifestyle is everything is just so awkward and it's really funny. So not only are his awkwardness is funny, but he's also super strong. And episode one, we got to see him turn into this half giant demon like thing, like he almost looks zombified. And that was already pretty awesome to me because I love zombies. So I'm super interested in what Kabane could be, and I can't wait to see more about him.
0: Yeah, it's like the, oh man, what is Shiki's sister's name? Is it Aya? A-Y-A, so Aya? Yeah. Yeah, Aya. When Aya's talking about wanting to go on a date with Kabane, and he's like, you want to go out somewhere? Okay, let's let's go somewhere. Yeah, let's go somewhere.
2: He doesn't realize (laughs) that it means that they're like in a he doesn't understand
0: that relationship yeah and he's he is very clueless and it it's a good comedic relief because there's a lot of serious points when it comes to this anime, right
2: which i really hope this doesn't start turning into a uh, harem on some you know lowball kind of stuff like that
1: there's no way it will
0: iria because it's gonna be sad yeah cone cone's infatuation with him that'll be interesting to see if her fondness towards Kabane leads to anything happening, right? Because Inari kinda tries to manipulate. Well, she absolutely, absolutely, yeah, tries to manipulate Kone. But I'm wondering if her infatuation with Kabane will help kind of dissuade any manipulation that Inari has on Kone. So that definitely something to look forward to, right,
1: Ben?
2: Do you have a favorite character in mind?
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, Kone is my favorite right now. That's my second
2: oh. favorite. Okay. Okay. Go on. Explain yourself.
1: <laughs> well, I just see a lot of potential in her. Like, she's so immature and strives for the attention of Inari that I feel like her character development's just gonna keep progressing until she becomes satisfied with her own self, essentially. And she's kind of learning about. How to function like a normal person, like Cabinet is actually. Yeah, in just a way, they're basically in
0: both- the same boat. Like they're yeah. both just as awkward. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Where she just sits in a tree waiting for him to come by. Fucking days on end. That was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> She oh, you just had wants to
2: be a good girl. You you said you were gonna get food and come back. I thought you were gonna be back a lot sooner. I've been sitting here for a couple days. <laughs> oh, it was a week. It was a full week. Yeah, I, I, thought, never, it was, I thought
0: it was a couple. I thought it was a couple days. I thought it was three days, but it, it might have been a week. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, yeah, but still, like she was just it was totally okay days. with days going by. You know, yeah. It I was just so crazy. I just sat in this tree, captured some <laughs> koi, waited for you. You know, it's the usual.
1: And they're rotten now. She's- <laughs> Kabane and Shiki were just sitting in the living room, and Kabane was just like, oh, I forgot something. I'll be back. <laughs> so
2: monotone.
0: Oh, That's yeah. right. I have things to do. That was one of
2: my favorite scenes was when he was sitting there counting out. He knew something was off. It's like, you're here, you're here, you're here, I'm here. Oh my God! I forgot about her. Cohen, <laughs> and he rushes back. Like essentially, punch. He didn't like punch the tree, but he shakes the tree. And then, I love how Cohen always falls out of tree. Like I say, always because it happened twice. But <laughs> Cohen always like comes out of the tree, like head down, just smashes her head. It was, it's just comedic. This this show is pretty damn funny. Yes. I did have a couple, quite a few giggles.
0: Yeah, especially for just a short twelve episode season. It's- yeah, right.
2: So much happened, and at the same time, not enough happened. I I just, I just can't get enough. Anyway, but bef- the pacing is good. The pacing is great. Matt, what is your favorite character?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go kind of far off and Mihai. Is Mihai? In, yes. Okay, Mihai I'm is super interested character.
2: in Mihai myself.
1: He,
0: go on. Oh, okay, the vampire. Yep, the vampire dude. It's I am so interested into more of his backstory. And besides, you know your main your main characters that you have. Everybody else, you don't really know about. You get all this you get little snippets like Inari you get a little snippet of. Inugame you're like, he knows a lot of information. Where did he know all this information from?
2: Yeah, I mean I guess we need to start learning a lot more of these backstories in the next season.
0: Yep. And then Mihai you're just so He's kinda like the
2: guy in the chair.
0: He is the guy in the chair, (laughs) but he's (laughs)
2: He yeah, and all the Marvel and D C comics, yeah, he's the guy in the chair.
0: And it, it was hilarious that he challenged Everybody to an arm wrestling match for uh, Kabane to not be his quote-unquote bellboy, as they say in the anime, or his slave. His slave, yeah. So, knowing full well that he's going to win anyway, and it was just kind of interesting because, I mean, he's the only vampire that we meet at this point.
2: He's the only vampire, that's very true, because, you know, this world is so open to all of these monsters, but at the same time, I'm interested in Mihai because... He gives himself all these random ass titles. <laughs> I was just gonna
1: say that. Like he's so and so of Transylvania, yeah. or whatever.
2: Look, I, okay, like is he just giving himself these titles to make himself feel more cooler or whatnot, or like has he lived such a long life and explored long enough that like he legitimately is who he is?
0: Say- who he says he is? I feel like it's a little bit of both. I, yeah, because yeah. he does
1: say he gets bored easily, so he has to do these different hobbies to keep his brain occupied otherwise he'll go on a rampage or something yeah
2: like what exactly happens when he gets like literally bored like does he just start killing
0: people like i i mean maybe because kabane was only able to break his wrist using full strength so what wasn't
2: well kabane wasn't using kabane was using his human strength at that time
0: i feel like it was his human strength Intertwined with his ghoul strength. Yeah, because he didn't
1: know there was a difference at first.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Because during the Mosquito fight,
2: we learned that Mihai was telling Kabane that Kabane is only tapping into his human strength and he hasn't understood his potential. And that's why he couldn't beat him in the arm wrestling. Yeah. So as soon as Kabane learned to go Super Saiyan God... and for those of you who don't know that's Super Saiyan with the red hair or um, blue no red because Super Saiyan God is red Super Saiyan God is Bl- blue
1: blue is sec- after God
2: yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. um that's when Kabane truly tapped into his, uh, Kular abilities. And Kular, through the anime, they described it as a
0: bloodless demon. You could almost call that Super Saiyan Blue. Super Saiyan God, <laughs> Super Saiyan Blue. Is when he turned, like the uh, fight with, uh, Akira's sister, or excuse me, Akira's brother, when he has that, um, stone embedded in his chest you mean akira akira sorry akira, yeah yeah uh with the s- yeah. null stone yeah with the null stone mm-hmm. embedded in his chest you can almost call that as his upgraded version when he goes
2: with the fire st- with yeah being embedded in a complete flame
0: yep
1: he was literal human torch yeah
2: he <laughs> throws so many things into that okay now that we're gonna let's just talk about that moment okay <laughs> um what well, that was episode 12 that was the final episode Yep. I was not on board with just because he was basically engulfed in flame that he can overpower Inu? Yui Yui, Yui yep. that he can overpower Yui's ice like i don't know Uh, it's it's so hard like sure i can understand kabane strength with a fire punch might do some damage i don't know it was there was too much ice power versus just a little bit of a flame power i I think i think they took a little bit of some leaps
1: there besides i thought it was since it's from a Kitsune, the fire is supposed to be like an illusion that's another thing i thought about i didn't understand how he was burning
2: because i mean historically we know that i mean unless you know too much about japanese stuff uh (laughs) foxes are known for their illusions yeah and yet we have nobimaru the guy the blonde haired kid with the headset, the headset. Mm-hmm. and cone like they're fire user foxes you know kitsune but at the same time cone seemed to like we saw in the beginning of the series that cone had illusionary fire with maybe a little bit of a touch because uh shiki had that burn mark on him but Nobimaru clearly has full power of fire because he does, like, distinguish demons. That we're not demons, but he does full-out kill
0: guys. So
2: there is a lot of confusion going on.
1: We don't know the true potential of all their abilities.
0: And that's that's something they do a very good job of, is showing a glimpse of his strengths where he was able to just completely disintegrate those mosquitoes. But you want to know more, because he talks about how he's just some kind of underling that's super weak. He called himself weak, too. He yeah. to said he was, like, a low of the low or something He's like that.
1: He's low of the low, but he also, like, has his own agenda. Right. Yep. Compared and to what... he
2: despises what, lady, lady Inari. Yeah. He yeah. kind
1: of reminds me of that one guy from um, Dr. Stone with the super hearing. Oh. The bow guy. The bow guy. Yeah. Yep. They both have, were working with the, quote, enemy, but, like, had their own agenda. Right. And but
2: they still wanted
0: for the better of
2: humanity. And they're both yellow. <laughs> and they
0: they are the both yellow. Ben, ben might be onto something now. Yeah, maybe
2: yellow might be, like, a neutrality thing.
0: I yeah, know. that does sound Zen- right. Zenitsu has yellow hair. But Zenitsu, yeah. Yeah, but
1: he has polarizing personalities depending on if he's awake or asleep.
0: His color doesn't change
1: though. Yes, that's true. But like you said, it could be neutral. Yeah, it could be some form of neutrality.
0: Zenit suit controls the chaos. Zenit suit's not neutral. But anyway, let's go. (laughs) Let's let's go back to kimono. It'll be interesting. I'm curious to see what happens to Nobumaru. In the season two, because I guarantee you he's going to be following Cone and making sure that she's keeping on track with her mission in trying to convince Kabane to give up his uh, lifestone. Well, I'm pretty sure they gave... Did they give it a new name because...
2: At, you know episode 12 we find out that the life stone and the null stone fused together i feel like they gave it some new name but i
1: don't remember them saying anything they just said it fused yeah and to keep it as a bargaining chip to get more information out of
0: yeah that's all i remember it from
2: yeah i guess i don't know maybe i'm thinking too far ahead and the sounds like we're mixing anime it. at this point <laughs> i don't know but yeah so it can have its own name we could give it its own name It looked like a big U or a moon crescent. I don't
0: know. It was was interesting. I'm curious to see what they'll do for season two. Well, I mean, we're already kind of down that rabbit hole anything you guys are looking forward to for season two
2: well if it's anything it's that they already kind of said that there's many different stones out there so i would be curious to see how many like how many crazy ass people like kavanet might be out there like that are trying to suppress their superpowers like maybe there's going to be other people like him that have different other things like a soul or it can even be as weird as like hearing or voice or yeah it's interesting i don't, I don't know like they were just they were just expressing that there's many different stones out there, and I wanna I wanna know more about that.
0: Yeah, because the the life stone, it kind of seemed like it had absolutely nothing to do with life in general because it kept that
1: his bloodlust at bay.
0: Well, it did. So you, the I'm thinking, sorry the gnoll stone is what i'm thinking of where it brought that eternal blizzard Mm.
2: to the village to the village itself yeah like by itself it it was it was a
1: blizzard it was so weird leached the life out of yui Mm -hmm. yeah
2: which gave him like instant control over that power Uh but it also you know like hardened his heart and (laughs) all that sappy stuff But, you know, it came with a price to pay. And here we have Kaname holding on to his. I mean, I guess it's not embedded in him. I mean, he there's, swallows it. There's been those two occasions where he swallowed it, but, like, it's not, like, embedded in his chest like it was yeah, it's with not uh, part of him. Akira's brother.
0: And so I, I mean, wonder. It is also keeping part uh his other half at bay. Yeah. So it is doing something. Right. Because,
2: yeah, ever since episode one, we haven't seen this super awesome demon form yep show its face again
1: yeah um when he taps into his power he just changes his hair color to red and his eyes and he gets stronger but when the stone actually got removed from him he mutated into that beastly form. right
0: yep. yeah the first episode yeah so ben is there anything you're looking forward to for season two
1: more fleshed out uh backstories and character development and i'm looking forward to uh seeing where Inigami and Kabane go to find uh Kabane's parents because okay. that's where they left it off at the end of episode 12. Yep. Yeah, it was
2: focused on finding his parents, and I, I want to know exactly what's going on with his parents.
1: Like, why did they leave him, and what could have happened that they that caused them to leave him with the Lifestone? Because we learned earlier in the um, season that there has to be a reason because of how powerful and important these stones are. They wouldn't have just left it for no reason, right? Yeah,
0: that was in episode twelve. That was in the last episode, oh, yeah. where Yui was talking about how important those stones were and how essentially he came from nobility. Like, a, probably... yeah, yeah,
2: nobility are the people who own these stones, or the
1: clan heads are yep. in charge of these stones and passing. or their them chiefs?
0: Mm-hmm. The chiefs are the ones that hold stones. So it's what happened to his parents slash. Or the family. others of his
1: kind, because we don't see anybody else like him. Nope, and not at least yet. I have a
0: feeling Mr. Inugame is hiding something. Oh, for sure. Like
2: this, there's. How does he? Okay, first, first of all, he has this investigation service, and what are at least what are his sources? Because apparently, this guy has access to all sorts of information. I mean, we can't, we can't necessarily rely on Lady Inari's. Information. I mean, of course, she's got all of that police station under her thumb. Yep. Um. So she's got her own source of information, but you know, Inugami, he's got he's got something coming in, and we don't know where how reliable or anything like of the sorts.
0: Yeah, because he talks about keeping an eye on uh, Shiki's uncle. Let's see, Akio. Oh, I didn't write down his, I the, the uncle's name, but sure, I can go with that. A K I O. Who's akio akio yeah
1: for the golden thread okay yeah he seemed to know quite a lot about
0: that keep keeping an eye on him for over a year and then also keeping an eye on him before shiki even went to mr inagama's detective agency like before that even happened he was already keeping an eye on him stopping the thread which i believe that he was the reason why inari knew about it and because she has a greater hand in everything especially because she's a part of the police department she was able to stop this quote-unquote illegal thread from coming through
2: yeah i mean i don't know too much about inari's play in it but i know inugami had a strong hand in stopping that thread from becoming at least you know like a, a sellable item
0: uh he so when akari talks about the thread with Mr. Inagame, he's like, so you were the one that was stopping me from selling this thread. And he's like, well, I wasn't the one that was doing it, but I have a friend who oh, okay. is very Maybe that's how persuasive it went. Yeah. in those manners and i mean they the don't only want person, it
1: getting out to the public because they're trying to keep their kind from being public knowledge
0: which i thought was awesome in the end of season 12 i know we're jumping around all episode over 12. the place yeah in the sorry at the end of episode 12 season 12 wow <laughs> we're getting way ahead of ourselves yeah we're it's all over this is really slow paced if it's season 12 <laughs> But at the end of episode 12, they're talking about this war between the kimonos and the humans. And that's something I really like about this anime is that they give you a lot of details that keeps you invested. Subtly, yeah, that's that's a really great way to put it. Is They give you those subtle details and then later on, without having to go 12 seasons into it, you find out, it's like, hey, this is the reason why we're everybody's this way mm-hmm. and yeah i really enjoyed that it just keep makes you
1: wanting to keep coming back for more to their way of explaining things yeah not only that
2: but like episode 12 left you at such like a heavy <laughs> cliffhanger like
1: so much information dropped at once exactly and, like but at the same every, time not a lot of information
2: everything's everything just like splits and you just you just need to know what happens next like akira goes with his brother and we need an I just need to know, I'm going to say a point, like, just up front. I need to see Kavanay go into, like, essentially his demon form again. Like, I need to see him reach another, like, I, I cannot reach imagine... Another- an elk's head off. <laughs> I mean, basically, we're up the Yeah, I need to see Kavanagh go into that form at least once more. And I think he's going to be forced... To go into that form in season, at least in season two, maybe season three, depending on how far this shit goes. But I need him to force his hand to go into that state. Because I think shit's going to get real at some point. That's what I want to see.
0: Yeah, I can see that happening. Especially, you know, they kind of do all this detective stuff. And then right, maybe the second to last episode or something, Kabane loses his lifestone and then Ooh, yeah. starts turning into that, that it just goes on a rampage and that's kind of the the last part of season two i could see something like that happening yeah
2: like inari needs to be like in possession of that stone because she sneakily stole it because she's a bitch like that <laughs> and then kabane is gonna get the repercussions of not holding on to a stone anymore and then just go full out what was the term i used uh kular and fuck shit up and lose control he yep. um, i expect him to lose control and then he's gonna need you know through the power of friendship with <laughs> akira and shiki come back to his normal senses and, or even cone and full fo- oh and cone yeah sure why not because he has a he's finding friendship through her as well through the power of friendship they're gonna he's gonna come to his senses and control this power that's my expectation i mean i can see that happening
1: that is a big trope in anime yeah
0: <laughs> yeah talk about tropes yeah yeah that'd be that'd be interesting i hope they don't go down that road where he's just <laughs> it's too predictable oh now i can just what? control my thirst for human human blood and i'm good it's like uh, all right cool that's oh
2: okay back to human blood that just instantly reminded me of that time And one, in the earlier part of the episode where, um, we, where we meet Cohn and Shiki has Kabane's head in his hand and then (laughs) Kabane's like, throw me at her. Like, I'll take care of the situation. And he throws and Kabane takes a bite out of Cone's shoulder and like, What I took from that was that Kavanay got blood in Kavanay's system and he was able to regenerate faster or something along those sorts. Oh, yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on like that little scene right there? Because I think that might like foreshadow some kind of ability that Kavanay might have.
1: Because earlier you said he's a bloodless demon.
2: Yeah, he's bloodless. So, So... Can't feel pain, doesn't have blood. The mosquitoes had no effect on
1: him. So taking the blood in him does sound like it would make sense that he would regenerate faster
2: oh i know shit now that i say that life force (laughs) okay so now we're talking about blood but then we go back to episode 12 where nobimaru the fox guy with the headphones lit him on fire dude literally burnt to a skeleton and he was he went to ash at the very end too yeah he was in ash he was a skeleton like nothing was there he had no access to any kind of blood and he slowly regenerated from there so i don't know how blood can do with any kind of sorts of that now i'm contradicting myself
1: when yui froze him and he finally came undone he literally ripped his torso off oh yeah
2: that was that was strange
1: just pantsless (laughs) yeah
2: but that's fun i mean we can go down another rabbit hole like that like if uh can split himself in two and one part regenerates but obviously we learned through that concept that wherever the head is that's the true kabiné like there can't be like two kabiné like his bottom half can't regenerate upwards it's going to be from a top-down concept at that point
0: no shadow clones (laughs) yeah no shadows Yes. yes no no shadows
2: hey uh let's take a quick break
0: And now that we're back from our break, do you guys have any favorite fights or any favorite scenes in specific?
2: The to me, the first one that comes to mind, I'm pretty sure it's not the elk scene in the beginning, but I'm pretty sure it's when like in episode 7 where we meet Shiki's uh his like 100 brothers. But there was regardless of where exactly happened, there was one scene where Kabane like classically punched one of the the demon guys through the mouth, and, yeah. like, pulled out his internal organs, like, his tongue and oh, whatnot. Oh, that was awesome. Like, I was like, holy shit, like, dude, let's just, fuck it, man, let's just pull out some internal <laughs> shit, like, it's I just Mortal thought... It's Mortal Kombat thing. Yeah, totally, 100% Mortal Kombat. Sure. Like, I, I just thought that that was awesome. I don't exactly remember where that was, but I know, like, I'm pretty sure he might have done it twice. Could have even been during the frog scene, I don't know, but, like... <laughs> He's done that, and I I just loved that. That was To me, that was awesome. What about you, Ben?
1: Uh, Probably the final fight where Kabane is lit on fire by... uh, What was his name? Yellow-haired dude.
2: Nobimaru.
1: Nobimaru, yeah. And <sighs> was fighting Yui. That just was awesome. There's no other word <laughs> to describe it. It was just
0: yeah, that, pure that, awesome. That fight was good. Lance, like, all I can think of for yours is... Kabiné turning like Super Saiyan. Yeah. (laughs) Super Saiyan God. All right. I'm super focused. I'm angry. Now I'm going to go fight somebody for real this time.
1: You hurt my friends.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, it's one that we've talked about. It's... The scene in which I remember the most, and it's the one where Cabinet forgets about Cone. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm forgetting something. <laughs> yep. And then goes, run, runs and gets Cone and pushes her out of the tree. Well, not pushes her out of the tree, but shakes the tree. So yeah. she falls out of That's probably the most memorable for me anyway. Just because. Oh, back to Cone. Okay, I got another
2: favorite scene. Is when Inugami takes that like orange and like shapeshifts it to be Kabane's head, and then totally tricks <laughs> oh, Cohen, yeah. and then all Kabane has to do is zip up his hoodie to <laughs> make like a like an empty space of a head, and then Cohen's like, "Okay, I got his head. Let's go." And then like another scene later where she comes back to the park. <laughs> they're at the park, and then Cohen comes down, sees Kabane there, and then. Come just leans over the bench, zip you can hear it you can hear it audibly, and then comedy zips up his hoodie and then he pops back up to make Cohen think that he's headless still. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that was so funny. There's so many funny scenes in this show that was that was probably one of my favorite funny scenes,
0: yeah, it was trying yeah. to think i I know there's some more parts in the beginning. Oh, I got that another are- funny scene. <laughs>
2: i put i put my laughy faces on my notes uh episode one where inugami's like i put this in quotes i'm gonna turn around
0: and show you my butt
2: (laughs) oh yeah
0: don't take this the wrong way but i'm gonna show you my butt yeah like like what
2: at first was like oh what the hell is going on and then you, you see the tail and that's it was a very weird scene just so that he could show you his tail it was all comical and it was very funny i i thought that was great and
0: then the the fox with the bangs when they're fighting the frogs and help it's the the fox dog looking thing with the bangs in the underground tunnel
2: oh you're talking about the tanuki yeah
0: okay so (laughs) let our
2: viewers know just in case you don't know what a tanuki is
1: that's an
2: yeah a tanuki is the crossbreed between a raccoon and a dog and now let me throw a little bit more into this our character inugami is a tanuki the fun fact is an inugami is a spiritual possession of a dog now if that makes any kind of confusion i'm sorry i'm gonna put you through this route (laughs) <laughs> a tanuki is a dog, so inugami is a possession of this tanuki. So it, I'm sorry, I was a little confusing, but it all makes sense because yeah, Ben just showed me a picture, a Google picture of a tanuki. and Yet
1: tanukis and kitsune are typically rivals in Japanese folklore in general. It's right the same in Naruto. <laughs> yeah, that's it, how I know what I'm. Yeah, it,
2: it's it's a basic concept
0: in the japanese folklore one thing that i'm curious about it's kind of going back to what we're looking forward to season two is i'm hoping that we get to kind of see what's going on between nobumaru and humans i know they kind of bring it up where they have a distrust for each other But I feel like there has to be more to it. Because.
2: Like to to why Nobimaru
0: is the way he is? Especially towards humans. Because he, you could, you know that he dislikes Inari, but as far as his distrust for humans, it seems like it's kind of almost deep down into his core. And I'm curious if you can get an explanation of his distrust for humans.
2: Well, I'm curious on how you feel that there's a distrust towards humans, because when you say that, it brings me back to the mosquito episode where there were all of those innocent workers. And then Nobimaru was like, don't worry, all of these humans are going to be OK. We don't want to lessen the population of people. We just want to. I don't exactly remember what he said. but he like,
1: he, They were brain dead anyway. So
2: yes and no. Like, oh, like he was much. saying that there is a way Terpers. that they can all still come back to normal. Yeah. Like Nobimaro was ensuring the fact that everything will be okay because they don't want to negate any population of the humans. So that's the only suspicious. Yeah, that's the only source that I can come to with that. Yeah,
0: it's I don't know, I Just kind of have this feeling where all all of his actions are a deep (laughs) hatred towards humans. And it'll be interesting to see if you find anything out as far as season two.
2: I think I could put that as like maybe he's like nullified. To human emotion. Okay. Like, he's interested in human emotion because there's been multiple times that Nobimaru has been talking to Kabane is like, Hey, don't you feel bad that Shiki found out that his mom's alive and, like, you don't know that your mom's alive? Like, doesn't that make you feel bad? Like, he's pushing... Like, it sounds like he's pushing these buttons or he's trying to be like psychological. Like, what's his angle? Like, is he trying to understand human life himself or is he, <laughs> or does he have some kind of ulterior mo, ulterior motive? So, Nobimaru is definitely of some kind of interest. Like, yeah, well, yeah, he, definitely. Especially it's because he, he did straight up say that he despises Lady Inari. So, whose side is he on? Is he backstage? Is he like a double agent of some sort or I mean he's still, he's still a fox.
1: He could be a triple agent, actually.
2: God cause... damn, now we're putting triple <laughs> in this.
1: Well, he will help Inigami, he'll help Inari and not necessarily tell either of them which side he's on, and he also has his own motives.
2: Yeah, so maybe he's working with three parties at this moment.
0: Or is he just out for himself and he's doing whatever he thinks is yeah. best.
2: That could be that too. But he also claimed himself to be a bottom tier level whatever so kimono kitsune oh yeah. oh yeah kimono kimono still works in his yeah but yeah sorry throwing way too many japanese terms out there real quick let's just talk about inogami because he's got a couple like attributes to himself that are pretty cool um for starters he's got his spirit gun that turns into a actual physical gun which i'm very interested in because if he is like within the dog world How does a gun just manifest into his own possession? It's just strange in itself. Also, at the same time... We learn at that bug episode that he can slowly change his skin into another form of something. So he's got some unexplainable abilities that we have yet to see come to fruition, at at least as far as that part goes.
0: So it's a little interesting. The biggest thing I want to know about Inigame is just his knowledge. Because he seems to know all the history. He seems to know about Everybody that they're going into, he knew about everybody's families. And as I had said in the synopsis where Kabane, where he asked Kabane, about his family. It's like, hey, do you want to find your family? So it's where does he get all this information from? How does he know all this information? Where did he meet Mihai?
2: Oh my God. Yeah. How did he come in, in contact with Mihai? Yeah. Apparently, they've been in business for quite a while. So where did this start and how did it start? And like, yeah, that. That's a lot of information that needs to be discussed in the next season easily.
0: Yeah, there's so much not known about Mr. Inogame that I just want to know. It's... Where did he get all these abilities from? Really, what is his ability? Is it only that he could shapeshift things? Or is do does he have more to it? And it'll be interesting to find out more about all this information. Are we going to get kind of a sprinkle here and there? And then maybe season three is going to be like, all right, now we're taking a deep dive? Or is it after Kabane finds out who his family is? Is that when he's going to find out... More about inagame Yeah, I mean that we just need the... to learn. We're just
2: gonna need to wait and see what happens in the next season because there's lots to be uncovered.
0: Yeah, and there's so many unknowns about pretty much like half these characters because what's going on with cone What's going on with uh Nobumaru? What is Anare's true end goal? Is she just looking to get all of the the stones to become wealthy? Is she? She trying to. Well, she
2: did say she wanted to mass produce these stones.
0: She did, but if she gets all of these stones, is she just gonna
1: take them for herself, or is she gonna actually share that power?
0: Yeah, is she gonna become this super ultimate, or maybe even dilute it so she
2: has the strongest? Maybe she wants mm-hmm. to monopolize it. Yep, I mean, this shit can go all these are in any direction. Like clearly, it sounds like, at, for starters, she wants to take care of herself. So that she doesn't have to rely on some form of emotion. Because we learned through the show that all of the kimonos thrive off of some form of emotion off
0: of the humans. So do we have any other
1: character talk? No, I think we hit them all.
0: Yeah, we really... I mean, we kind of took a deep dive on all of the characters. The only person we really didn't get into... is Shiki's uncle. Was Shiki's uncle, who's kind of just a piece of shit person. (laughs) Yeah. So...
1: It's kind of like Shao Tucker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean
2: okay since we're talking about the uncle um who's was his sister's name aya aya um during episode seven when we learned about all of uh shiki's family line when we learned about the pink-haired girl aya first glance i thought that was obviously going to be a relative of his i thought it was going to be a sister and then the more we learned through the episode i'm like maybe she's going to be like a reincarnation of shiki's mom who just like got like operated on so much that like she had to like rejuvenate and start over and now she's now because she sounded like a smart girl to begin with so i thought okay that's maybe that's the mom but then we learned that it's just another sibling just happens to be you know the the best sibling in, (laughs) in some terms But, so, that's just where my mind was going at that episode. Also, didn't like how she kind of turned all, like, hardcore punk and... She's rebellious. Super rebellious. It's so strange, because, like, it was a complete 180 on, like, personality after she got freed. I don't know, to me it was just... It was too strange, too quick. I don't know about you guys.
0: She's enjoying her freedom. That's the only thing I can think of is people tend to go a little overboard when it comes to freedoms. So I I wouldn't think too much of it into it. I know there's going to be a few things with her that in the manga we get to kind of get a little bit of a glimpse into her personality which I'm looking forward to sharing with everybody which we can get to later of course and
1: it'll be interesting seeing what uh happens with Shiki's mom also now that she's freed from uh the, the cocoon threat. yeah the cocoon yeah and she's conscious now so Shiki and Aya actually at the end of episode 12 they took off with her to spend time with each other and just see what happens next with
0: them oh yeah i think they're just going to stay at the hospital i think that's going to be the safest place It's going to allow Aya to keep working and making money and Shiki to enjoy his family time.
1: I just remembered something. Did you guys happen to notice that... Every single character, if you look at their clothing, it has a little hint at what kind of kimono they are. A little like bit. Like Shiki has Shiki's, a Shiki's spider web. Obvi- Yeah, Shiki's yep. the obvious one. Um, if you look at um, Cone, her sweater it says Fox in her insignia on it. <laughs> oh, it, it literally a- spells out Fox.
2: I guess when I come when I came to Cone, I was looking at her hood because she had like these two little clippy things yep. in her hood. And
1: when you look at Kabane, he's wearing a skeleton. Hoodie. Yep. I yeah mean, he's a demon
2: so yeah and like, like nari he, has he the,
1: um, the nine tails coat fur jacket or scarf or whatever Oh really? Yep. And I guess every
2: time I think about Inari, I'm thinking about like the opening scene where like she's just kind of like in this dress type deal. So yeah.
1: and if you look at um Inagami, he has kind of like the raccoon dog tail, ponytail, and the little swoosh on his hair His hair
2: yeah, his hairstyle definitely gives him away. Yeah. But like his clothing style reminds me of like a kind of like a gangsterish kind like, of vibe.
1: Yeah. Uh, mobster or uh um, yeah. something like that.
2: Another thing about Inogami, I forgot to mention. Like, I'm pretty sure most viewers might have caught this, but, like, when Inegami puts on his sunglasses, this motherfucker puts his hair under his glasses. Like, (laughs) fuck, dude, that 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 bothers the fuck out of me. (laughs) Very like, good. Why hair is he gel. hiding
1: one eye? Very is good. Is there hair something gel. secret
2: to it? Do they ever show no. both
1: eyes at the same time? No, they don't. I
2: guess I never thought about that.
1: Are we gonna have a situation kind of like in Ari Ferretta where he has a magical eye?
2: A magical glass ruby eye. <laughs> uh, I'm
0: not gonna go that far.
2: No, because we did see his Anuki form. We it saw him the- <laughs> they were, they
0: were
1: Oh shit! They were
2: that was covered as well. He yep. did his.
0: That's how you.
1: I knew it was Inigami, but they didn't.
2: Good point. Okay, so we got this emo ass motherfucker. <laughs> He's hiding something.
1: Well, Tanuki's are tricksters, also. Yeah. That's how. Why they're always rivals with Kitsune. Sure.
2: Okay. I guess I would like to see a uh, screenshot of both of his eyes at the same exact time.
1: I'm looking it up.
2: So <laughs> so viewers, if you happen to find one, please share it on our social media pages because we would like to see that for ourselves.
0: Lance, do you have anything? Ben, do you have anything?
1: Nope. I'm not I'm pretty good I'm... at
2: this point.
0: Unfortunately, I guess this is going to be a short episode. So what? Tanuki's
1: aren't actually a mixed breed of raccoons and dogs. They look like raccoons, but they're more related to wolves in Japanese. Oh. They're real, too.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I saw when I was Googling everything, like, I guess I didn't go down into the biology of it, but they're yeah. dogs, but they look like raccoons. Yeah,
1: and it's illegal to own one in the U.S., unfortunately. Strange. <laughs> I, yeah. Why? I,
2: There's places you can own a fucking lion. You can't own a tanuki? I
1: know a couple of girls that own raccoons. That Yeah, you can own a fucking wild...
2: We're recording all this. An opossum. Okay, this is so strange. <laughs> Okay, we are both on the same page. Yep. But we're recording still. I'm sorry. <sighs> so, so Ben, do you have anything else to add?
1: No, I. Uh, that's about as much as my brain is going to handle right now. <laughs>
2: Matt, you pretty good on this? Yeah, I'm pretty tapped out as far as the anime is concerned, yeah. Alright, I think it's about time to get in some Matt's manga mentions.
1: What? One thing that's. I,
0: I actually find kind of crazy about this manga is almost how closely the anime falls to it. So the first chapter is 71 pages. And the crazy part is it's almost a... It, I don't know if you guys have watched like the beginning where in animated movies where it'll give you that slideshow of what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. But that's almost how the manga looked, as far as it, especially compared to the it's anime. It's a faithful
1: adaptation.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was 71. 71- pages for the first chapter
2: that's an insane amount of pages
0: episode one was essentially chapter one. Oh, like wow. everything that was in episode one was in chapter one wow so kudos to them holy crap this is going to be one of those that the manga is super short but the it's only because it follows so closely to the manga I would say this is almost the least amount of notes I've had to take, and there's just not a whole lot of differences. Just so everybody knows, the manga ends on chapter 21 if... You decide that you want to start reading the manga, read at the start of chapter 21 because about halfway through chapter 21 is when it swaps over and goes into season 2. So if you're not trying to look too far ahead, don't look beyond the first couple pages of chapter 21.
2: That's even crazy to say there. Like 21 chapters covers the first a ep- season,
0: 12. Yep, the first 12 episodes are in 21 chapters. Wow. They did which, a good, great job. Yes, I We'll definitely say that. And a lot of the changes are either subtle or don't change anything so like one of them is during kabane's first mission you know how it's him and everybody kabane with everybody else and in the manga kabane and mr inugame and in the first mission that kabane has it's himself and mr Inigame, and that's it so instead of having shiki or anybody else with them Kabane does it by himself. Okay, that's different. Yeah, but it doesn't change anything because they didn't—they didn't do anything. Well, that was the bug. Yep, that was the bug one.
2: Yeah, because I mean, the only thing the anime showed was that Shiki could spin a spider web, and then like, yeah, it was cool that maybe he could have trapped him, but yeah, then the bugs ate it. It made for good, you know, visual effects, but. I guess if you're trying to get to the point as far as the manga might go, yeah, let's just get to the point.
0: Yep, exactly. Another one is that the shop, the second half of the shop, is not a bar. It's actually just a tea shop. A tea shop? Yeah, they turn it into a, or excuse me, not a tea shop, a coffee shop. It it turns into a cafe is what they call it. it. It's... That's one of those things.
2: I mean, we have one of those right here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We do have a legit bar that is also a cafe. Yep, yeah. yeah. During the
0: day, which is strange to say, um, but they exist. Yes, yes, they do. I'm trying to think. Carbonay sleeps on the floor. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Oh yeah, that was very funny when yeah.
2: Carbonay was given that like hammock and you're like this what what did he say this is too comfy this is too (laughs) fluffy and then he just found more comfort just laying flat on the ground i mean i guess that's like old school japanese kind of deal is laying on a flat ass ground with like a hay pillow
0: (laughs) yeah it's not very common especially nowadays where the guy just sleeps Sleeps on the floor. Uh, I thought that was a little bit of comedic relief, especially in the beginning, because it was all pretty serious in the first couple episodes. Yeah. When Mihai is controlling the car, you know how he drives into the door with the three mosquito ladies? Yep. Instead, in the manga, he just drives into the side of the wall. And makes a lot of notes that way. Kabane takes Cone on a date to make up for forgetting about her. Aukari uh, randomly finds them. Oh, sorry. The One of the things that's different is towards the end of the season, they kind of have some added information, added stuff that has really no continuation to the story. And it's the quote-unquote date that Kabane and Cone have. Okay. Where he makes up to Kabane by taking her out and getting her stuff that she wants. While Akari randomly finds them while they're walking and calls Shiki and... They attempt to help Cone on his quote-unquote date. You mean Akira? Akira randomly finds Kabane and Cone, and he attempts to help with the date by calling Shiki, and they do these things to help attempt to make the date go better, and they get caught, and they do end up getting caught in the end. The spider you see in the flashback is Shiki's mother. So one thing that you don't see in the manga is basically Shiki's mother is allowing herself to get impregnated by the kimonos through various ways. So the whole artificial insemination catheter that they were talking about really doesn't make sense because they're basically...
2: Yeah, it was kind of strange because in the anime they showed that the mother was kind of voluntarily going there yep and then like she voluntarily got strapped in and did all this stuff and
1: like yep yeah it was all very strange and weird and whatnot like I thought she did it because she was trying to, like, the uncle was supportive and supplying uh, funds or something for the family. Yes. Well, she,
2: at the same time, he also wanted to create his own legacy and yeah. become profitable off of it. But I thought
1: it was, like, kind of, uh, she was repaying him by doing this.
0: Um. No, he had convinced her that was the only way that she was useful oh, yeah. was by allowing herself to bear as many. Um, That's very minute- Kimonos as possible. And when Shiki's uncle talked to the hospital, he had mentioned that he just randomly found Shiki. When he was sick as a toddler or an infant, whatever it was, at a baby. And when Ayako brought Shiki to the hospital, he had said that he was just a random person, not his uncle. That's strange. Yeah. Um, so after the mission, as Aya was leaving, she gave Kabane a kiss on the cheek and told him not to cheat on her. So that at that point is when she essentially tried claiming Kabane as her boyfriend. It was after... The mission of Ayako and finding her, their mother. Just a, I mean, it's just a small difference. You do see Kabane going on his first solo mission. He is told to be discreet and to not get found out. And unfortunately, while in the process of doing his mission he does get find out found out by a human and the human tries to blackmail him random people just start, start randomly showing up the company is like what are you guys doing you need to disappear because this guy this kid is trying to become make a viral video and and he believes that the Kabane are the way to be make viral videos. What it's, the fuck? It's literally one chapter. It's one short little clip.
1: Do they have anything in the manga about when the kids are trying to find the drunk guy's lover? The the cat? Yeah, the cat lady. The cat nothing, episode? Nothing extra. Okay. So I, I felt like there was something missing with that. Yeah, like some
2: dude just... Oh, that's, that's one star point I made, by the way, is... If it's anything that this anime has taught me is that if you're a lonely dude, you can marry your stripper <laughs> lover. So don't worry, dudes. There's a chance.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: but back to this, uh, the stalker deal. I, I can I can see that
0: being in season two, like just as like a quick little snippet. Oh uh, yeah, almost like a spoof. Yeah. Episode. I could. Yeah, I could see that happening, especially because Kobane gets his first solo mission. And stuff like that, especially after the
2: ice uh, castle deal. Like, what if they got? What if anything got caught on the news? Like, I don't know. She can go in any direction at that point.
0: Yep. So after all those things happen with Kabane and the stalker dude, he, you come to find out that Nobumaru has the ability to change people's memories. So,
2: so we're tapping into the illusionary.
0: Yep. Aspect of
2: Yep. These exactly. Boxes. Okay. Uh
0: the spider you see in Kabane's flashback is actually his mother. Wait. In the flashback, so not Kabane's mother, it's Aya's mother and Okay, that makes more sense. It, it's the mother of Shiki? Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say
2: <laughs> Where where does Kabane get these spider aspects? Yeah, no,
0: no spiders, sorry.
2: Okay, so Shiki and Aya. The, the spider demon the the spider ke- ke- kemonos
0: yep yes and then that's really about it I don't have a whole lot of changes it's this as I had mentioned earlier this anime has a almost a tendency to go slide by slide on some information it's kind of crazy that it's so detailed and hopefully the anime kind of sticks true to that, and that's all I really have. Oh, well, that sounds like a pretty tight-knit
2: anime-manga situation.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um Before we wrap up, I know there's something that I've been wanting to get off my chest for a little while at least, but... Is there anything that you guys are watching that you kind of want to let our audience know that you guys are watching?
2: Okay, so, like, just to be clear, we're done with Kimono G-hen, Mm-hmm. and now we're going to get on to what we're watching on the side. Yep,
0: okay, exactly. So me,
2: okay, so me personally, I have been watching almost everything Marvel. Okay. I've been trying to get up to date. Uh, like, as of today, we are in the beginning of May, so, like, the new Doctor Strange movie has not even been released yet so i've been watching everything on disney plus okay so dr strange came out today but i am not that i need to catch up on everything but i need to finish the last of hawkeye and the final episode of moon Knight. it was good it was good yes god damn i'm on one episode left (laughs) i i spent I, watch, I tend to watch all of this during my workouts, but I decided to double up on watching uh, this series this week for whatever reason. But I am very excited to watch the final of Moon Knight. Ben, are you watching anything on the side?
1: Um. Well, I just finished a couple different anime, but... I, um, I'm i in the process of watching Spy Family. Okay, and, yep. And Yashihime. Okay. Which is still going out, I believe. Um, yep, it sure is. Otherwise, I have a lot on my plate coming up for the next season, hopefully, that are coming out. Otherwise, okay. I might get caught up on some anime that you guys have suggested in the past.
0: Yeah, I I tend to suggest a lot of things. So
1: There's a lot of good ones out there, and... There's only so much time in the day.
0: There's a lot that even I want to watch that I just don't really have time for. And it's kind of sitting in my queue of things to watch. And I'm just longingly looking at it like, man, I wish I had time to actually watch you. Because like 86, it's 86, 86. I watched a handful of episodes and I haven't been able to watch it ever since.
1: I don't think I've heard of that
0: one. 86, it's kind of the mecha uh, one. It's really good. Is is it kind of like
1: Gundam or Darling and Franks?
0: Very much like Gundam. Oh, I have no idea. (laughs) And or uh, Evangelion. Ah, that one I haven't watched, so I will go with maybe. <laughs> I did add
1: that to my list, which a- one Evangelion. It's really hard to follow. Uh it gets confusing at a lot of parts, but it's got a huge cult following. Uh,
2: yes. That, the only reason it's on my list is because it's such a hardcore classic. Like if you're an anime fan, like you need to know what this is.
1: You need to know Evangelion, Akira, Kira, yeah, that's not one. Gundam. Oh God, stop! Okay, just stop. (laughs) There's there's way
0: too many Gundams to try and go down that road. Yeah,
2: just when it comes, it's hard enough to get into like the mech fandom as it is. Like don't get me wrong, I do have my cool mechs. Power Rangers, oh Megazords. God. Oh my god, <laughs> Power Rangers Zoids. <Zoyce. laughs> yeah,
1: Zoids was a great one. No,
2: nope. Code Geass. That's the one I wanted to say. Like, I'm pretty sure there was like two seasons of that. Like, it was just some like powers that some dude had in his head that he can make other people do what he wanted to do. But at the same time, in the background, there was some cool mecha shit going on. I'm not too much of a mech person, but. Code Geass had me totally on board with mech.
0: I can see that. Yeah, it's I feel like mech is one of those genres that you're either super into it or you're not at all. Not really at all. Yeah. yeah. Like you might like one or two here or there, but for the most part you're just eh, I can live without it.
2: Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty much on the borderline between it because i i kind of need that fantasy element in order to get me intrigued
0: yep i could see that and then in, for me one thing that i'm really looking forward to is i finally started attack on titan finally finally it, T- it's
2: 2022 <laughs> matt
0: finally started attack on titan you could almost call it my anime sin per se where just everybody seems to love it and i just hadn't watched it i decided to Kind of decided to just say fuck it and start watching it again. Really give it a try. So now what I'm doing is in the mornings when I work out, I will play an episode I'm about... 37 episodes in at this point only because it was one day where i was caught up on everything i w- we were watching for our podcast i was caught up on uh, all the shows that i'm watching i'm like all right well i want to watch attack on titan so i finished season one and now i'm into season two about halfway through and i'm really looking forward to what's going on i will say i'm glad i finally t- just I wouldn't say suffered through, but just pushed myself for the through the first couple episodes and really dedicated Yeah, really dedicated my some time to watch this anime because it is very good. The character development's really good. I will say Aaron is kind of annoying. He's not on the Asta level of annoying, but he is c- kind of trying to be on that level
2: yeah you mean he's a major bitch
0: yes he is very annoying just the whole i'm not gonna give up i want to kill all titans it's like i get it you hate them can we not scream about everything all the time and i know because i was one of the other care. one of the side characters brought it up it's like no matter what happens he just never gives up it's like yeah cool yeah i got it Can we do a little bit more about him? But the series as a whole helps me push through it. Just like on Black Clover, where everything else helps me push through the little bit of annoyance that the main character has.
2: Yeah, the story itself is what pushes you beyond the annoyance who is narrated. Not narrating, but like, who's the annoying who's, ass character?
0: Yep. He's, he's your absolute main character and there's no getting around it. He has a flaw and that's okay. And
2: as long as you get over it, yes,
0: if, if you can deal with it, you can compartmentalize a little bit, it's okay because it's not like he's always annoying. He's not always screaming. He's not always doing all these things that can be of an annoyance. So I just kind of deal with it. And like I said, I've been doing it while I work out. So. If he's in a stage and where he's in like season one, where they're going through the training and stuff, and he's just being his obnoxious, annoying self. Yeah, I just lift things and put them down. I lift things and put them down. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so what
2: episode are you on? You said thirty.
0: Thirty-seven.
2: Yeah. Thirty-seven. Okay. So. As of today, May. Yep, we are currently in the "quote unquote" final season, part two. Yep, part three has not come out yet, so we do not know. So it's not like we, as uh, anime viewers, know exactly how this is going to end. Yep. So. Man has plenty of time to catch up because, as far as we know, it's going to take until 2025 until part (laughs) three of the final season comes out because this fucking studio takes years to come out with a portion of a season
1: and lance you and i are both caught up we're not going to spoil it for him right oh no 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 yeah Uh. yeah yeah me and ben are both caught
0: up i am under the acceptance that basically you get a month so if you haven't figured it's one of those things kind of like uh game of thrones i gave you essentially two weeks if you hadn't figured out what happened in the latest episode of game of thrones within two weeks you're just setting yourself up for spoilers yeah the people that decide people they want to
1: catch them. up on that in two weeks <laughs> yeah, well you we four seasons in 10 years
0: the fact that season four excuse me season five part three isn't going to come out for at least another year I'm probably have a good chance of catching up. Yeah, you're going to be just fine.
2: So I'm not at too this, worried about it. And what don't worry at any pace that you're going it doesn't matter how slow it is. You're going to be doing just fine.
0: Yes. I will say, for anybody who hasn't watched it, it is a spoiler. But the first episode of season two, I literally stopped working out and watched the first episode in the middle because of what was going on. I was, was like, so oh, fuck. <laughs> what the hell just happened? And I had to keep watching. It was, it was ridiculous. And I'm glad I started watching this. It is not my favorite favorite anime, as, like, all-time favorite anime, but I will say it is very good, and I do not... I regret more the fact that I waited so long to watch this than I do watching this, if that makes sense. So I'm very happy I'm going down this journey. Unlike Lance with his nostalgia goggles with Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> well, non nostalgia goggles for Dragon Ball Z. So that's, that's going to be. Are you
1: caught up on that yet?
2: Um, as of maybe two days ago, I am approaching the end of the Cell saga. Okay. Okay, so Gohan's gone Super Saiyan 2. Yes. Which is very strange because they don't make it seem like it's obvious that it's like Super Saiyan quote-unquote 2. Yeah. Like, like, he just became a more
0: powerful Super Saiyan. Y- you just see all this, like, static yeah. and... Like,
1: it's, that it's, was back when they were still trying to... Figure out Super Saiyan. Figure Sans. out, yeah, Super yeah. Saiyans Yeah, two. like... It, they okay, didn't, so know it's, there was it's more not a stages. The, these stages are not
2: established yet. It's, we just know that he's a more powerful Super Saiyan, which is totally fine. Yeah. So. Cell blew, alright, so Goku, so where I am right now, Goku brought Cell to Kame and blew up his planet, and Cell regenerated himself, came back to Earth, and Gohan is blasting his one-handed Kamehameha.
0: The father-son Kamehameha. The father-son
2: Kamehameha to combat Cell's Kamehameha. Yep. And, uh, literally that's where I left off. Okay, that's the last episode that I'm at, so I'm I'm caught up. It's just it's super annoying about some things like the pacing, it's just, <laughs> like the pacing. Oh my god! Oh, let's just talk about pacing, real quick. Um, there was so many moments in the cell saga where there, oh, I don't even know it if like I
1: jumps around and then comes back and
2: like. I, I'm 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 afraid to say this because I don't know if I said this even in the last episode. No, we didn't talk about the last episode. I didn't talk anything about that Dragon Ball Z. Anyway, in the Cell Saga, Dragon Ball Z has such a brilliant mind frame to say "fuck you" to the viewers. <laughs> so there's seven Z fighters watching the fight, and every time that something happens, they have to have. All seven of those E fighters <laughs> do their each individual gasp. They're like, no oh, reaction cool. shot for each one. For each individual one. Now and if, as long as each individual one takes like four seconds out of the anime, the anime is doing just great for taking up screen time. Like, dude, fuck. <laughs> so goddamn annoying.
1: Didn't they do that because they were caught up to the manga?
2: They could have been. I don't know. I can't even remember. It was so long ago. It's the fucking nineties. Yeah. That's I don't know how bad they were doing back then, but like I mean the best I can say is Dragon Ball Z, the official Dragon Ball Z, I'm pretty sure it came out in eight, 1989.
1: Are you watching it at regular speed or do you regular have... speed? <sighs> yeah.
2: Um my Roku I did recently find out that I'm watching on my Roku TV. Roku has the option to speed shit up. So much Funimation nicer. does not have the option to speed shit up. I have the Big DVDs. Matt also has the DVDs. The DVDs. He's, also He's awesome. offered it multiple times, but I I watch it in while I'm in bed getting ready for bed. Fair enough. But my Roku TV, I found out through their options can multiply speed. It's so, nice but now that it. I have the option to multiply speed, now that their voices are going to be different, now I don't know what I want to do
1: <laughs> here. The best way to watch Dragon Ball Z is to watch the Team 4 Star version. The abridged Dragon Ball Z is the only way... Oh, the abridged? Yes. <laughs> it's the only way I can even remotely attempt to watch it anymore. I mean, don't get it me wrong. It takes too long.
2: There, There is that. Like, what I've said in the beginning of our entire series is I've played all of the video games. I've played literally
1: all of them. And whooped her ass at it.
2: And... I've got the storyline like memorized, but now I want to see you the anime. Now I want to experience the animated version. Because I've skipped so many things. I've gone I have just randomly seen episodes, whatever. So I mean, I know you haven't been part of this universe that we have started here at Anime Lounge Podcast. <laughs> but I have enough experience with anime. I know. Just uh <laughs> Yeah, so I just want to
1: see everything firsthand, the hard way. But hey, yeah. At least you're not watching One Piece from the beginning.
2: Yeah, I oh. I told myself if the four if kids I get edition. if I get crippled, <laughs> then I will start One Piece cuz <laughs> fuck you, One Piece. <laughs> I yeah. do not want to watch 1000 plus episodes of she, your anime.
0: He means bedridden, not not crippled.
1: Yeah, more specifically, yes. <laughs> cuz you can still hobble around.
0: All right. Anything else? No, nah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> you want to close this up that
2: closes up our episode of kimono Jihen, season one make sure you follow us on all of our social media pages and and please give us a five-star rating on spotify and anywhere else that you may listen to us make sure to tune in next time thank you for listening